سلام عرض میکنم خدمت همه دوستان هموطن Good afternoon everyone um, The title of my presentation is Recent Trends in the Iranian Economy and what I intend to do is um, to give you a brief tour of uh, some of the economic challenges of Iran uh, to the extent that I understand and um, time allows. So as you'll see throughout my presentation, I'll try to focus on some of the fundamental forces and signals in the economy, as opposed to going into details of a specific sector or policy. The time period we are going to look into is the beginning of Rafsanjani's time until present, which is about 30 years. In this time period, the unofficial target of the country changed from becoming an Islamic version of Japan into not becoming another Syria. So, so we are going to see how this happened by taking a quick look at the official statistics of the country and some of the findings of our own uh, research. So uh, before I dive uh, into Iran's numbers and data, I would like to take a moment to discuss how I personally see past changes in Iran at the highest level of abstraction. Um, the figures I'm showing on this particular slide are metaphoric and not meant to be uh, quantitatively accurate, so please take them uh, with a grain of salt. Uh, so in my view, um, over the past few decades, the Iranian, the Iranian society on its way towards uh, development and modernity has undergone two prominent changes. First one is the rapid rise of materialism, and the second one is the growth of individualism, um, <clears throat> especially among the youth. Uh, in fact, materialism and individualism are no longer just important features of the society. They have now become its defining characteristics. The rise in the importance of money as a determinant of social status has led to an increasing gap between the demand for economic welfare and the real economic performance of the country, as represented here in red color uh, by real GDP per capita. Today, a growing part of the society believe that the economic path of the country is not in their interest, and their tomorrow will be worse than today. While, while in the meantime, daily news about corruption and embezzlements uh, constantly add to their agony and frustrations. Similarly, there is a drastic increase in demand for social freedom. While the rules of the land in the past decades have hardly changed, the people, and especially the younger generation, are now more than ever willing to fight back against the attempts by the state and their own conservative families to decide for their life. Underneath the surface, the society is undergoing an evolution that has increased the gap between people's actual uh, lifestyle and the official allowance to an unprecedented level. Um, the trend in the political demand, in my view, is, uh, also, is, is entirely different. The pro-democracy movement of the middle class was on the rise during Rafsanjani's time and led to the election of Khatami, but then reached its peak a few years into the Khatami's first term. However, as no meaningful changes were delivered, a large part of the movement got disappointed, and that caused the reformists, or the so-called reformists, to lose a couple of elections. In 2009, after about 10 years of uh, relative silence, a fraudulent presidential election, along with the concerns of the middle class about the future direction um, of the country, led to another big spike in political demand. However, the express demand diminished fairly rapidly, and uh, we had another almost a decade of silence before uh, what happened recently. 
While details of the recent developments should be studied by social and political scientists, we know with certainty that the primary uh, driver of them was the economic gap, as shown there, um, and perhaps to a lesser extent, um, the social gap, as we discussed them. Now, if Iran fails to um, find and implement solutions for its troubled economy, uh, what we have seen in the past December and January uh, will only be a miniature of what is yet to come. Okay. Now, uh, let's get started with a brief overview of Iran's population dynamics. So over the past uh, three decades, uh, and despite an impressive decline in countries' total fertility rate from six uh, to two births per woman, not 1.6, it's actually two, it's very close to the replacement level. Um, the population of Iran has almost linearly increased from 50 million to 81 million, implying an average increase rate of one million people per year. If total fertility rate continues to remain at its current level, the population of Iran will likely increase to 93 million by 2030 and to 100 million by 2040. This estimate highlights the fact that Iran's high fertility of past decades could still give momentum to its population growth, which is not a very good news since Iran's expanding population has been linked to nearly every problem confronting the nation, unemployment, poverty, water scarcity, urban pollution, and the soaring domestic use of energy. The country's fertility decline has had a significant impact on its age composition. In the past 30 years, the median age of Iranians increased from 17 to 31, suggesting that the population as a whole was aging for about 11 hours every day, or half the pace at which each individual gets older. The ratio of children and elderly to the working age population known known as the age dependency ratio, decreased from about 1 in 1990 to uh, 0.5 in 2005. With fewer dependents to support, Iran is currently in the midst of a demographic, a demographic window of opportunity, which will last about four decades before the share of working age population starts to decline in the mid-2040s. If you're interested to know more about Iran's population dynamics, um, you can check out our latest publication, which, is, which was so, uh, co-authored by uh, Fazan Khanum Rudi, who is also here with us today. Now, moving on to uh, educational attain, uh, attainments of uh, Iranians. So Iran's literacy rate has increased from 65% in 1990 to 90% at the present time. The country has also uh, significantly increased its capacity for higher education. The total number of students enrolled at universities almost doubled between 2006 and 2016, with women constituting nearly half of the student enrollments in higher education programs. Our projection shows that by 2026, Iran will accommodate a large number of highly educated people with more than half of the population aged 25 to 34 are expected to hold a bachelor's degree or higher. This is quite something, in my view. Um, however, whether these promising trends in the Iranian education will translate to economic growth is contingent upon immediate improvement um, in the job market. Thus far, the tight job market facing educated youth has been arguably a major driving force 
for the increase in the average years of schooling. This may be particularly true in uh, persuading those with a uh, with bachelor, bachelor's degree to attend postgraduate programs to seemingly improve their competitiveness in the job market or simply buy time for a job opportunity to present itself. Now, let's have a look at Iran's labor uh, market. So today, the size, the size of Iran's labor force is 26 million people, of which 3.2 million, or 12%, uh, are unemployed. However, this national average masks disparities among different population groups. In rough terms, unemployment rate among women is twice the men. In urban areas, it's twice rural areas. Among the youth, it's twice the national average. And among university graduates, it's twice those with no university degree. Because of the dominance of the petroleum sector in the economic growth, and the low labor intensity of this sector, job creation and economic growth in Iran are to some extent independent. In the coming years, it is expected that over a million new job seekers enter the market on, a, uh, on an annual basis. While in an optimistic scenario, the economy will be able to create six to 700,000 jobs per year. A majority of the new unemployment in the future years will consist of new university graduates. <clears throat> Another serious challenge in Iran's economy is uh, its chronically high inflation rate. There is a broad international consensus that the central bank's most important task is to ensure a stable value of money, and the value of money relies on responsible economic policies. With an average inflation rate of about 20%, the instability in the value of real over decades has given rise to significant uncertainty and doubt among potential investors, as they see little or no value in long-term economic planning. The inability of the central bank in reducing inflation to reasonable levels is attributable to several factors. First and foremost, due to the lack of central bank independence from the government, the government's fiscal deficit always transfers to the central bank's balance sheet, which in turn expands the monetary base and liquidity. The cumulative debt of the central government and the government-owned corporations is currently estimated to be between 30 and 60% of country's GDP. The second issue is the diminishing power of central bank for controlling dollar exchange rate. Depreciation of real increases inflation both directly by increasing the price of imported, imported goods such as food and home appliances, and indirectly by increasing the cost of production as most equipment and part of raw materials used in production are imported from other, uh, from other countries. Another cause of high inflation in Iran is the lack of central bank's transparency. Transparency contributes to public confidence, and confidence is crucial for uh, effective monetary policy in normal times, and, but, but perhaps more so in times of crisis. The unpredictability of the central bank's uh, future moves has uh, eliminated its ability to control inflationary uh, expectations. Um, now, um, moving on to pension funds, which is one of the biggest challenges of Iran. So given that the share of elderly in the population is only about 5%, one would think that even if all other parts of the economy are in trouble, the pension funds must still be in good shape. 
But sadly, that's not the case. With 5.5 million uh, retirees, almost a quarter of the population currently uh, relies on pension income for their lives. Uh, pensioners in Iran receive fixed incomes that typically increases with inflation. As such, the funds have fixed monthly liabilities regardless of their income from workers and from their investments, if they have any. Uh, when pension funds default on their payment, uh, the liability will transfer to the government. The ratio of government financial help to the bankrupt pension funds increased from 1% uh, at the beginning of Ahmadinejad's time to 15% in 2018, which is already larger than the country's public investment. As large cohorts of the population get closer to their retirement age, Iran's pension time bomb becomes more and more dangerous for the economy. A decreasing worker to retiree ratio, uh, populism in giving priority to short-term political gains over long-term interests, as well as serious economic misconduct and corruption in the management of the assets uh, are the main causes of the pension crisis in Iran. Now, um, <clears throat> about crude oil. Um, so uh, as you can see here, uh, over the past two decades, uh, the crude production capacity of Iran, this is actually production, it's the actual production, it's not the capacity. Capacity is smoother. Um, the, capac uh, the production capacity of Iran has fluctuated over a relatively narrow range between 3.5 and 4 million barrels per day. While in the meantime, the average well productivity has drastically reduced from 5,000 barrels per day to 1,500, implying an average annual decline rate of 6%. To compensate for this decline and boost production, Iran is in urgent need of technology and capital to develop and modernize its, its underinvested oil sector. To this end, the Iranian government plans to absorb $200 billion for its upstream sector by offering some 50 oil and gas projects to the international oil companies. However, two years after the implementation of the nuclear deal, Iran has signed only one international contract in the gas sector while no contract has been signed so far for the development of its oil, uh, oil fields. Um, <clears throat> in the mid to long term, and despite the vast amount of oil reserves, the oil sector in Iran will face significant difficulties to boost its crude production. Having produced 75 billion barrels of oil so far, Iran's oil industry is moving to a new era where the natural decline of its mature fields can only be offset through production of oil that is harder to recover. The pace of this transformation becomes much faster from the middle of the next decade, uh, where retaining the production level um, <clears throat> will only be possible through operation of many more wells and heavy investment in more sophisticated recovery techniques. In any case, the unprecedented global support for policies to reduce carbon emissions, along with the emergence of new technologies for extraction of oil from unconventional resources, such as fracking, and recent advances in electric vehicles have made it increasingly unlikely that Iran's remaining reserves of crude oil will ever be fully exhausted. <clears throat> now, um, let's change gear to ag sector, which constitutes about 10% of the economy. Uh, so over the past 30 years again, and despite the population growth, um, 
Iran has managed to keep its food, uh, food self-sufficiency level above 80% by doubling its agricultural production, as you can see here. However, this rise in production of food has been primarily attributed to increased irrigation and change of crop pattern towards high-yield crops, which are often also more uh, water-intensive. So I'm sure that uh, you have already heard about Iran's uh, water crisis and its catastrophic implications on the quality of life and uh, environment. So on average, Iran receives 130 billion cubic uh, uh, meter of uh, renewable water um, every year. And this, is, this will go down by climate change in the future. Um, so according to the UN's uh, water scarcity classification, Iran's maximum water consumption should be below 33 uh, billion cubic meter per year to avoid stress on its groundwater resources and environment. However, Iran annually consumes about 100 BCM of water, which is three times the, its sustainable water consumption limit. This figure puts Iran among the countries with severe water scarcity problem. Drinking and industrial uses of water in, in Iran are roughly about 10 BCM, while the ag sector is responsible for the remaining 90 BCM of consumption. As Iran's groundwater resources has already been depleted to a large degree, the agricultural uh, activities of Iran will inevitably shrink in the future. This will increase the relative price of food. Um, this, will not only, this not only will increase the relative price of food, but also pose a great challenge for millions of farmers whose average age is above 50 and typically have no professional skills other than farming. On top of the well-known water limitations, land resources also pose a significant barriers to sustainable food production in Iran. In a uh, study we published last year, we systematically evaluated the capacity of Iran's land for sustainable agriculture based on the soil properties, topography, and climate conditions relevant to crop production. Our results showed that only less than 3% of our lands are suitable for cropping. And they have all been already used for agriculture. We have also shown that um, a sizable portion of the farmlands currently um, occur on unsuitable or very poor suitability ranks. The production from these lands not only is low, uh, but also can cause environmental damage and hence subject to further decline in the future. Now, the last graph I want to show you uh, is about robbery. <clears throat> so as you can see here, uh, during mid-90s to year 2009, the total number of robberies was increasing at a, at a relatively low rate that seemed to be correlated with the demographic changes. However, since 2009, the number of robberies radically increased from less than 2,000 um, to uh, 800,000 uh, per year. The trend can serve as an indicator of poverty, perception of corruption and inequality, and hopelessness um, in the society, especially among the poor. Um, so to um, summarize, um, while we have catastrophically failed to turn Iran into an Islamic version of Japan, um, we have yet managed to bring the economy to a state where it very much resembles a Japanese game called Botaoshi. 
Um, so instead of just repeating myself, I would like to end my presentation by playing a short video of that game for you. That's it. So let me introduce some of these guys. Okay. Thank you for your attention.